All that is lost is found, and everything in life goes round. Just when you think you everything, you begin beginning. All that is lost is found, and everything in life goes round. Just when you think you have everything, you have got to begin beginning. Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. I'm Sama Morningstar, and today I'm going to share with you about trauma, particularly womb trauma, and how it relates to embodiment, embodying our full spirit. So womb trauma, first we'll start there. What does that mean, and how does it affect our embodiment as a spirit taking on and entering into a human body embodiment. So womb trauma often begins at the moment of conception. So I call that womb trauma because often what happens at the moment of conception falls short of how we're designed to be conceived. So we're designed to be conceived in a mutually orgasmic experience for the mother and father who come together in a loving intention to make a baby and to please each other and to be involved in a pleasure-filled procreative act of coming together in in union, in sacred union. However, given our patriarchal culture right now, where the model of relationships, the basic model of relationship between men and women in most cultures around the world is one of domination of the masculine over the feminine, where the pleasure, the masculine pleasure, the pleasure of the man is more important than the pleasure of the woman. And so that, that basic foundation and assumption basically negates the whole mutually pleasurable thing for most people, for many people now. Many people are awakening to and have this intrinsic way that we're designed arise up in them and it happens that some people have mutually pleasurable conception despite this patriarchal model and blueprint that we're operating under right now which it's a good thing that that naturally arises, that mutual pleasure and the way that we're designed naturally arises despite this patriarchal design, because if it didn't, I don't know that we would still be alive. Um, Because the truth is, when there is not that mutually pleasurable experience in conception, 
when the woman's womb is just being used as a receptacle and as a breeding ground for new babies for the ownership of the patriarch that is very that uh, that alone is very traumatic to the womb it's very traumatic to the womb to be dominated and used in that way and so that puts a damper on the life-generating powers of the womb from the get-go. And for the baby who's conceived in a womb that's being used in that way, that's being traumatized in that way, dominated in that way, and unsupported in our womb's natural flourishing of life, Every child that's gestated in a womb that way has a baseline, a blueprint of womb trauma, male or female. So because of entering into being conceived in a womb like that, it already automatically does not feel safe for our spirits to fully embody so just with that baseline circumstance, to whatever degree it's occurring, that, that womb trauma of being dominated and used and not considered, not included in the pleasure of conception, that can create a baseline of trauma so the nature of our conception is very important to look at and to heal. Um, the, unfortunately, in our current state of being as a species, mutually pleasurable, con conscious conception is the exception as opposed to the rule. Now that's changing as more and more... Uh, men and women are awakening to the detrimental effects that this system has on everyone and the limitations that it has on everyone's pleasure and learning how to approach this beautiful as we're learning how and remembering how to approach this beautiful process of bringing more spirits into embodiment in human form and the incredible power the, the beauty of the womb being the only part of us the only organ in our body the center of our energies and our whole design being centered around the womb. Now, I could go off on how the womb is the center. I'm sure you've heard me do it before. But when we start to remember and, and align ourselves with the womb being central like that, then any time when the womb was not made the center of our attention or the center of importance in our activities regarding the womb, whether it's conception pregnancy, gestation, birth, or any other uh, aspect of our lives, early childhood, mothering, um, 
our menarche, our first menstruation, becoming mothers ourselves, our sexuality, um, all of these important aspects of life throughout our lives, our daily lives, every month, our menstruation, when our wombs are a second thought or uh, on the back burner, not central in our lives, then that's the same trauma repeated over and over again as that second class citizen status of secondary importance, not of primary importance, and certainly not of partnership importance that the womb was placed at at our conception. So we keep repeating that same trauma, that same womb trauma. So as we repeat that these traumas over and over again, we're partly doing it because that's just the blueprint of our lives and it makes it so our spirit doesn't feel safe to fully embody, but it's also perpetuated by the fact that our spirit doesn't feel safe to fully embody and so doesn't fully embody and so we don't have that direct connection to spirit guidance and so all we have are the unhealthy structures that we're being offered that are based on trauma. And so it can be quite self-perpetuating that each time there's another layer of this womb trauma layered on top of this initial trauma of conception. Even if, and, and, and that, this happens even with people that had a beautifully loving partnership um, conception experience where their parents had a mutually pleasurable, orgasmic, concept, conscious conception experience, okay? Say you didn't have that initial trauma. There is invariably some level of trauma that that then causes a certain amount of not embodying fully uh, because our spirits take a while to fully embody in the most healthy environment. So according to biodynamic principles and the uh, child development um, theories and observations from uh, Rudolf Steiner and the biodynamic um, model, children's spirits are embodying through the mother's womb from the moment of conception all the way through till the child is nine years old. So children are receiving their spirit through the portal of their mother's womb that entire time for nine, ten years of their development. And so any stress or trauma that is happening to the mother during that time makes that portal feel like an unsafe portal to pass through to get to the child. And also that that trauma that the mother is experiencing gets gets transmitted to the child through that womb portal as well. 
So many of us are carrying the traumas, the stresses that for an adult person might not have seemed like huge traumas, but for an infant or a fetus or a young child feel very traumatic. Some of the stressful day-to-day emotions that their mother might be having that are getting transmitted to them. So many of us are carrying that blueprint of our mother's stress and strain and whatever trauma may have happened to her throughout that whole process of our development from conception to the age of nine. So by the age of nine, we may very well have a good solid habit of not embodying fully, in fact, in some very, very traumatic circumstance. I'm just talking about baseline so far. That's not to mention serious trauma, whether that be accident, injury, abuse. Having that piled on top of the baseline trauma of living in the patriarchal culture makes it feel very unsafe, and many children during that period, completely withdraw from their bodies. Their spirit isn't embodied at all. And this is very common uh, to notice, especially in very spiritual people who often started out with uh, very, quite extreme trauma and learned how to completely disembody disassociate completely and reside in spiritual realms and so that's where they developed was in the spiritual realms and so they later on uh, can become um, are quite adept as adults in the spirit in with spiritual abilities but they may not have fully embodied still even as adult even as adults they may be walking around functioning as adults and i speak from personal experience i've had periods in my life where i was walking around func- functioning as an adult very spiritually inclined and I've had many moments when I realized oh my gosh I'm not even in my body even though I'm practicing yoga even though I'm doing all these embodiment practices there's layers of embodying deeper and deeper and deeper and being coming fully embodied and and so as adults as we realize oh my goodness all these traumas we can either you know, there are many spiritual practices that teach us how to disembody, that that's the goal, is to get out of or transcend this physical incarnation. So a lot of ascension-based practices, transcension, transcendent, transcending this, uh, uh, ascending into other dimensions, a lot of practices whose focus is on that or whose focus is on uh, enlightenment or higher vibration. Many of these practices are based on a dissociation and a disembodiment from our physical body, an escape from the cycles of life and death. And they can be very, um, very good at supporting people to do that. However, 
that escape leaves behind the traumas and the wounds or hides them or bypasses them and often um, creates an environment where those wounds and traumas get re uh, repeated and this is why many spiritual leaders have been falling off their um, their guru pedestal because they're called out they're shown to be having abusive relationships whether it's financially abusive or um, sexually abusive or in some other way abusive with their students because their transcendent practices never addressed their embodiment traumas. They dealt with them by transcending and escaping them, but that didn't heal them, and they're still down there in their bodies creating behaviors and circumstances in their embodied life. And, and they can very easily... Um, explain in all these spiritual terms about how they're, they've transcended all of that and yet they're behaving in these ways that are perpetuating the trauma on others. And so this transcendent approach may feel very therapeutic and healing, and I speak from personal experience, and may even be focused on embodiment to a certain degree, my yoga practice was very much focused on embodiment, and yet there was a transcendent energy to it. And so it was limited in where the healing could go. There was a there was a, an an approach of fixing or uh, it's hard to describe the the difference this might be a topic for another podcast um, to get more into detail about the transcendent model of practice versus the embodiment model so what happens when we start to shift our focus when we start to realize that this transcendent model is imbalanced and can end up re-stimulating our, our traumas, um, perpetuating the traumas. What happens when we start to sink into embodiment practices where we're inviting spirit to embody more fully instead of trying to go where spirit resides in disembodied realms <laughs> in spirit realms we're inviting spirit into this physical earthly realm inviting our spirit our soul to fully embody here and connecting with spirit here in this earthly realm and bringing the beauty and healing of spirit into the hurts and the traumas of this earthly realm. 
what happens when we do that is we start to, and for myself personally, I have to be with my pains, my hurts, and allow them to resolve themselves and provide their own solution and become treasures. So I may have paid lip service to that type of process in my previous transcendent practices, but that was just it wasn't just lip service. Those that was the beginnings of the embodiment process. Even though I was still um, trying to get away from it, trying to get away from the pain of the traumas that I've collected in this life. Many of them centered around the womb, my relationship with my mother, my gestation, my birth. And those are some of the most central traumas, especially, well, for men and women. And anyone of any gender. So this process of embodiment, of coming back in, of bringing spirit in, requires us to feel whatever womb trauma we may may be arising for us in the moment, see the effects it has on our behaviors, how we treat each other, what patterns of behavior we learned from others during those traumatic circumstances or developed as coping strategies when we were young, Uh, from the examples that we had growing up from our parents and other adults and maybe even other siblings or other um, children in our lives and start to become aware of that behavior and how it is trauma. It's based on that, that foundation of trauma. And as we bring more spirit in, more of our spirit in, then the healing energy of spirit is like medicine or a balm on those wounds and it nourishes the healing from underneath. So I like to talk about how our ego, all of our even most unhealthy coping mechanisms and strategies for functioning in the world is like a scab on top of the wound, whatever wounding that we've experienced. And many of these transcendent approaches try to tear off that scab too soon. Tell you've got to get free from your ego and then proceed to tear apart the ego and very systematically and adamantly point at how bad the ego is and how the ego's not your friend and how you've got to kill off your ego and all of this. Become detached, you know, all of these ways. And what that does, that tearing off of the scab, it re-wounds the wound. 
it re, uh, repeats the trauma. And so when we can approach this dynamic of all of the strategies, the self-protective mechanisms and coping skills, some of, some of which may be healthy, some may not be serving us anymore, but because we learned them early on in response to intense early trauma, they become part of our central identity and they feel like our survival depends on them. And if they still feel like that, then that means that the wound underneath has not healed. And so we can just continue these embodiment practices that allow us to release the stored trauma from our tissues and nourish us with pleasure and beauty, making this body, this life, a safe and nurturing place for our spirits to feel welcome. And then as the spirit feels welcome and safe to come in, then the medicine of being more embodied allows just enough of the healing to go on so that another piece of that scab might be ready to fall off just naturally because it's no longer needed anymore because we have this deep embodied nourishment of the spirit. So for me, embodied Shakti or embodiment practices invariably involve quite a bit of trauma release and trauma recovery, somatic trauma recovery. So to me, what that looks like is having regular movement, sound, and breath meditations that I don't even need to be reflecting on any kind of story or memory about any particular trauma. That's completely unnecessary although sometimes it does occur. But what I am doing is giving my body full permission through dance, through sound, to unwind any trauma patterns that might still be programmed into my nervous system. I'm inviting spirit in through the beauty of my sound and movement and devotion to embodiment and through connection with with divine mother and various divine energies and archetypes spirit guides connection with the spirit world not to go there and get away from here but to invite the spirit world and realms into my body into my life into my experiences, into my expression. And the more I invite that in, the more nourished and healing can happen from underneath. And that ego scab just falls off chunk by chunk, bit by bit, uh, as, as the various layers of womb wounding or womb trauma are shed. 
And some of these womb traumas are more tenacious and require layer upon layer of, of nourishment and healing and embodiment before the, the scab, which can look like, um, you know, ego behaviors or even life circumstances that are based on that trauma and, belie- and you know, traumatic belief systems as well trauma-based belief system. So as we nourish on a day-to-day basis, then that scab just falls off on its own without needing to be torn off. So that is a bit about womb trauma and embodiment. And I encourage you to reflect on this and reach out and share with me any questions you might have. You can reach me through my website at wombcenteredhealing.com. I have some courses there and will be developing more embodied Shakti courses. The first one you might be interested in signing up for is called Root Well Yoga. And this is a beginning foundational it'll be a prerequisite to any uh, subsequent embodiment embodied shakti practices courses that show up there so check out the root well yoga on my website it will give you some basic foundations of um, embodiment through breath movement and sound And keep an ear out for the upcoming summit in the spring, Embodied Shakti Summit. I'll be um, doing, sharing preview interviews with guest speakers in the new year. And we'll be talking more about this Embodied Shakti process. All right, have a wonderful day. Take good care, and I hope to hear from you soon.